Welcome to American Indian and Alaska Native Living, a program designed to educate and inspire listeners throughout Indian country. American Indian and Alaska Native Living is hosted by Dr. David DeRose, a board-certified specialist in both internal medicine and preventive medicine. Dr. DeRose has a wide range of experience with Native health issues, and he is here today to help you learn more about your health. Here is Dr. DeRose. Welcome to American Indian and Alaska Native Living. I am Dr. David DeRose. We are doing another program from this exciting venue we're in Orlando, Florida. We are in the exhibit hall of ASI International 2022. Across from me, another amazing guest, Linnell Daru Marcos. Linnell, you have uh, been really all around the world doing some amazing stuff about an amazing angle on health that we don't hear enough about. I know it because we were together both working, helping people in the Indianapolis area not all that long ago. Tell us a little bit about yourself, first of all. I was born in Canada, um, up there where there's a lot of Native American Indians. And my parents came down to Southern California where it's warmer. Okay. So I, I'm um, uh, American, but I, I grew up in a dental home. My dad was mm. a dentist. And when I was about 12... I got this idea from a friend that I wanted to work at McDonald's of all places. Okay. So I went to my dad and I said, I want to get a job at McDonald's. And he goes, you want to work? You come work for me. And he thumped his chest with his thumb. <laughs> so I started in the office doing simple things, cleaning the sinks and emptying the trash. My mom worked at the front desk. Uh -huh. And uh, pretty soon she had trained me how to clean the rooms and set up the trays and when I was 14, a couple of years later, they decided, the two of them, that I needed to help with the revenue at the office. Oh, okay. So they sent me over to Loma Linda University, and I got my license for x-ray. And I, I was, yeah, I got my x-ray license. Oh, wow. So you're an x-ray tech by training or something? Just no. for dental, dental x-rays. Oh, just for dental. Mm -hmm. Okay. I didn't realize there was a special discipline. Yes. That you makes have to sense. get a license for dental x-rays. Okay. So then um, I was doing that and um, doing assisting, doing on-the-job training for dental assisting. And by the time I was 16, my mom had purchased a large, it was like six inches thick, syllabus for dental assisting. So I took the exam for the state dental assisting license, and I got that on the first try. Okay, excellent. And then when I was 18, I got my Corona Polishing Certificate, which means you know how to polish teeth. So by the time I graduated from high school, I already had a career wow. as a dental assistant. So it was a natural course of action to go into dental hygiene, which mm -hmm. is what I majored in in college. I was okay. a home ec minor. So you've got this these deep dental roots, yeah. um, no pun intended, and you're, <laughs> and you're actually uh, in the practice with your family, yeah. all working together, helping people, making a difference. How was that as a young person growing up? You know, my dad had a very high, set the bar very high for me, very uh -huh. sta high standard. And so I was always trying to get through a day without him criticizing, picking at anything. I never made it. Oh, my. <laughs> but it, it, it developed within me a very high standard for myself. Okay. So it didn't discourage you. It didn't say, like, forget it. I'm just going to no. quit. Okay. No. Because he, he had a way of, I, I'm assuming, affirming you as well as keeping the bar up. Not really. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, it definitely developed resolve in you. Yes, it did. <laughs> okay. 
So you get this training. You're a dental hygienist. You're still working in your father's office, or do you to go somewhere else from there? After school, mm-hmm. after school, I I started working for him. Okay. Yeah, he hated cleaning teeth, and okay. so the first year out, I tripled his revenue. Wow! Because there was so much gum disease that he wasn't treating. Mm-hmm. So I did a lot of deep cleaning, a lot of root planing, and um, then I got married, and moved away. But um, a few years after that, about 10 years after that, I called to volunteer. I wanted to, Mm. I've always wanted to do missionary work. And when I was in college, I was expecting to, you know, because I'd been raised in a church and heard about missionary work, didn't hear anything about it once I got to college. So I reached out to a place to try and volunteer. And they said, when they answered the phone, I said, I'd like to volunteer what do you do? I said, I'm a dental hygienist. I barely got the ist out of my mouth when she interrupted me and she goes, oh, we can't use you. All we do is pull teeth. Whoa. I I had researched them. So I knew that they went to the same place every year, Mm -hmm. which means they see the same people. Mm -hmm. Now I learned they do the same thing. So after this long pause, I'm calculating this. Uh I go, do you eventually leave them edentulous? No teeth. Right, right. And she goes, yes. I'm like, how is that helping them? Mm. They have nothing to eat with. And she's like, well, you know, they have a tooth that hurts, and that's the best we can do for the situation that we have. This was 20 years ago. Uh Things have changed a lot in that particular area. They have a clinic on the island now. But anyways, at that time, that's what they did. And I thought, you know, what we really need is preventative education mm-hmm. for these people so that when you go back, there's not as many teeth to pull, right? Makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, you know, we, as a church that, that I belong to, we have this strong health component. And how can you teach health and a healthy living if they don't have teeth to eat with? Because that's mm-hmm. where health comes from is, you know, besides sleep and some other things. But nutrition com- comes primarily from what you eat. So basically, you are developing this vision for maybe yeah. a different kind of missionary Mission dental service. Yes. And uh, it didn't seem like 20 years ago or whenever it was that folks really had that vision at all, at least the people you were dealing with. Correct. I saw a lot of uh, comments on their website from their volunteers saying, you need to do some prevention work. Where's the prevention? Da, da, da. So I, I knew it wasn't just me. Mm-hmm. But to sell prevention, even in a dental office, to try and monetize it, because every time you have a patient in the chair, that's all you have as a dentist is time to sell. Mm-hmm. You know, the skill is, is actually secondary. So however much you can produce in a day is going to keep the lights on. They can't monetize. Even insurance doesn't cover oral hygiene instruction. And mm. so it's often not provided. That's why it's you see problems that you do. And that was the first I saw you in action just not all that long ago yeah. where you're at a big mega clinic and you're giving a class on well, actually helping people to care for their teeth. Yes. So how did this all grow out of that need that you saw years ago? I noticed that patients make the same five mistakes over and over and over. Hmm. I used to have people show me what they do when they brush. Same okay. thing with floss. I'd hand them a brush and I'd say, show me what you do. 
And that's when I noticed there was the same pattern, people starting in a place where there wasn't plaque and all that uh, toothpaste when you first begin is very concentrated, therefore very abrasive. Mm. And if there's no plaque on the teeth, it will take off the enamel and it creates sensitivity and it causes toothbrush abrasion. It causes the gums to recede in that area where there's no plaque. Right-handed people typically start on the upper left area. And I'll huh. see a groove in the teeth just behind the cuspid, just behind the eye tooth on those two, they're called bicuspids. And they'll strip away the tissue from starting in, or on the two front teeth because that's what TV commercials show, start on the very front teeth. Mm. So if there's, like I said, if there's no plaque there, it takes off the enamel. Enamel is the pretty part of the tooth. It's the white, like white glass. Mm-hmm. The thinner it becomes... The more yellow from underneath, the dentin, shows through. It's like having a yellow light bulb behind white glass. Hmm. So you want to preserve the enamel where it really matters, particularly, you know. So I encouraged patients, when I saw what they were doing, to start on the inside of the lower front teeth. That's where everybody tends to get tartar buildup. The inside of the lower front teeth. That's where you want me to start. Yes, Under the tongue are two saliva ducts, Uh and saliva is what carries the minerals, calcium phosphate, into the mouth, and that's what's depositing on the teeth. I just read a study just this week that tartar, they have found, begins to form within five days. The, The plaque will form very quickly. Okay, so I think this is different than my routine. Even though I heard part of your talk, I didn't catch all of it, obviously, so I'm learning here. So instead of getting the outside of the teeth, I'm going to go inside, kind of like under, where my tongue Lays. rests behind the teeth. Yes, yeah. right, in the, right below your nose. And that's when the toothpaste is on the brush. That's where I'm supposed to start. Yes. Okay, that's a tough place to reach, isn't it? Well, everybody does what has been shown for the last 70 years. It's called the modified bass technique. And I've seen... Um, instructions by Crest, Colgate, Oral-B, Sensodyne, the American Dental Association, and the Hygiene Association, they all teach it wrong. Oh, my. And that is they teach that area to be brushed with the handle, the toothbrush handle, pointing straight into the floor of the mouth. That's incorrect. Let me ask you, do you brush your teeth on the outside of those same teeth with the handle pointing straight up and down? So... You have it parallel to the teeth, don't you? Right, right. And the reason you do that is because you can see that you can reach in between the teeth and more teeth at one time. Mm -hmm. When you point the handle straight into, on brushing the inside of the teeth with the handle pointing straight down into Uh the floor of the mouth, the bristles are pointing directly at the back of the teeth, 90 degrees to the surface of the tooth. And the bristles won't get in between the teeth that way. Oh, okay. And the tartar will start to fill up those spaces because it's nothing's being brushed away. So it hits the high point of every tooth and the thick part of the gums just below it. Uh-huh. And when you come in for a dental cleaning, that's where the tartar is now the heaviest, in between the teeth and along the gum line. Okay. So basically, I've got to learn to keep my toothbrush more parallel to my teeth. That's right. Just like you do the outside, pick it up and do that on the inside. Handle pointing from your left ear to your right ear, basically. Okay. Okay. So, uh, and that's going to help to decrease that buildup of plaque 
which is the foundation for cavities, right? No. No? Help no. us with that then. So um, before we progress to that, oh, okay. I want to cover one more thing. Okay. Tartar is a layman's term for calculus. Calculi means rock in Latin. Okay. People don't understand the difference between plaque and calculus or tartar. Okay. Plaque is soft and can be brushed away. Uh-huh. The bacteria live about 10 hours and then they die, but they don't go anywhere. They're still stuck to the tooth. Mm-hmm. They'll begin to pick up the calcium phosphate in your saliva and solidify like a fossil on the mm. tooth. That's why the teeth behind the, uh, under the tongue where the saliva ducts are tend to have the most tartar buildup because the saliva is touching that area first. So let me see if I'm getting the terminology. You know, medical school, we don't get a lot of dental training. So, yeah, she's smiling and nodding her head. Yeah, that's right. I know enough doctors. Okay. So basically what I'm hearing is tartar and calculus. Those are synonyms. Am I getting that right? Yes, same thing. Okay. And that's this rocky hard stuff that forms after five days. Am I connecting the dots? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then the plaque... That is stuff that's more transient. Am I hearing that correctly? It's soft bacteria okay. that hasn't solidified yet. Okay. So the areas that you consistently miss will begin to harden. Okay. So that's why everything that you can reach with your toothbrush or floss and you wipe that area clean, it won't have tartar on it typically, depending on your diet, which is another subject that we can go to later. Okay. We are going to get to that. So I'm just stopping right here because we're running out of time in this segment. Okay. And some folks are thinking, well, where, where are we going with this? We are trying to save your teeth, okay? <laughs> and uh, we're trying to help you have as high a quality of life as possible. That's what uh, Linnell's trying to help you with. And she's going to continue to give you pointers on how to care for your teeth so you can stay out of at least the dental procedure chair, not necessarily the dental chair. We'll talk about that too, right, Linnell? Yeah. We do have to step away. Linnell Daru Marcos is my guest. Linnell, before we step away, if someone's saying, oh, I'm almost at my destination, I want to know more what to do, you've got a website. Can you give us that real quickly? Yes. It's brush, like toothbrush, brush Mm -hmm. for life. It's not the number for the the F-O-R, brushforlife.com. Okay, brushforlife.com. More pointers right here on American Indian and Alaska Native Living right after these important messages. Stay tuned. Today's broadcast has been pre-recorded. However, if you have questions about today's show or would like further information, please reach out to us on the web at A-I-A-N-L dot O-R-G. That stands for American Indian Alaska Native Living. Again, A-I-A-N-L dot org. Or you can call us at 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. We'll be right back after this. We are strong. We are resilient. And we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid. But there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. 
When Jim died, I wondered if I would be able to keep the farm. Then I heard about the USDA's loan program for socially disadvantaged farmers and ranchers. It's for women and minorities who may be having trouble getting credit. Once I was approved, the USDA's Farm Service Agency helped me get the credit I needed. Now I don't have to sell, and I can pass the farm down to my kids the way Jim's dad passed it down to him. I know he'd like that. Contact your local USDA Service Center or visit www.fsa.usda.gov. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian and Alaskan Native Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. Welcome back to American Indian and Alaskan Native Living. Dr. David DeRose with Linnell DeRue-Marcos. She is not just... A dental hygienist, and no one should ever put just before a dental hygienist. Thank but you. you do a whole lot more than that. <laughs> You're educating people throughout the world. Uh, when I first got to talking with Linnell at a conference uh, where we were working together, actually helping people in a mega clinic, you're telling me about being in Africa, all over the world. You're making a difference for people. You want to do that in Indian country. We're doing it through this program. And we've been talking about some things that even for a physician like me, you know, I don't know all this terminology you're helping me, the difference between plaque and tartar, which is a synonym for the more medical term, calculus. Why don't we get concerned about these things? So you get some buildup on your teeth. Aren't you just supposed to see the dentist every six months and dental hygienist get it all cleaned up? Yeah, and that was actually randomly chosen that period of time by a toothpaste company. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. So there's people that have a diet that will contribute to more tartar build it more quickly and they should come every three months or if they've had a lot of gum disease occur which is what i'd like to talk about people are like you just said um, people are not too concerned it's only because they don't understand the impact as the tartar or the plaque let's go back to the live bacteria Mm -hmm. that live about 10 hours before they solidify every 10 to 20 minutes, one bacterial cell will split and become two. Mm. So in 24 hours, one cell will have become at least 5,000 billion billion cells. No way. That's not possible. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. And they're all living? Mm-hmm. And what they're just exponentially multiplying. Okay. And what does that do so, to your teeth? So your the gums? bacteria are not satisfied. The ones that live around the neck of the tooth. Uh-huh. Um, are not satisfied to stay right there. So I can, I think I can 
describe the anatomy because it's super important to understand that uh, in order to understand why this is important. A lot of people think, okay, here's my tooth and the gums come up to the tooth and just attach, okay, as the way you look at it, that that's what it is. No, the gums come up to the tooth, dip down, and then attach like a turtleneck collar around mm -hmm, the tooth, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay, or like a sleeve or a cuff. Mm -hmm. It's inside of that turtleneck that the bacteria doesn't get removed if you're pointing directly at your teeth and scrubbing your teeth mm -hmm. with a toothbrush. Um, and they start to multiply. Well, they, the ones that live inside their turtleneck live without oxygen. They're anaerobic. Okay. And they want the best environment for themselves. And what they do is they tunnel down the side of the tooth and they eat away at the tissue that holds your tooth to the bone. You see, your tooth doesn't sit smack against the bone. The tooth is suspended in the socket by little tiny threads of tissue called periodontal ligament. Peri like perimeter, P-E-R-I for around. Dontal mm -hmm. refers to the tooth and ligament means it holds the tooth to the bone. So they work like trampoline springs. So when you chew, your tooth actually bounces up and down, moves side to side a little bit. So the integrity of that, holding it into your socket, is super important. The bacteria eat through this ligament and mm -hmm. destroy the attachment that holds your tooth in the socket. Wow. So if you don't have periodontal ligament, you don't have a tooth that gets loose and wiggly. So the integrity of that has to be preserved. So when you brush your teeth, you want to angle the bristles down for the downstairs teeth. Okay. And lean it against the tooth so you get pointing into the gums and work on just two teeth at a time so the bristles can wiggle back and forth on just the two teeth mm -hmm. and massage into that turtleneck and tear up the bacterial colonies and they'll float away. Mm. You don't have to worry about them, you know, being pushed under. They're not going to do that. They're okay. just going to be okay. torn up. Um, if there's bleeding, bleeding is a, always a sign of infection. Bleeding occurs mm. because the bacteria on the wall of the tooth, as that turtleneck lays against the tooth, it causes ulcers to form on the inside of the turtleneck hmm. and when you disturb those little ulcers that's where the bleeding comes from the broken capillaries so if you take the bacteria off the wall of the tooth that the turtleneck is laying against and you keep that really clean the ulcers heal and the bleeding stops so bleeding is always a sign of infection if hmm. an area is bleeding that means you need to brush longer, okay. not stronger. Don't be more aggressive. Just spend a little more time in that area. Work on two teeth, 45 degrees, handle parallel. So I made an acronym out of okay. the instructions. SMILE, okay. S-M-I-L-E. Oh, I think we can remember that. S-M-I-L-E. So what right. does it stand for? The creator gave me that, by the way. Okay. Yes. Wonderful. I, I would uh, assent to that. I appreciate that. Uh, giving credit where credit is due. That's right. I'm like, I need an easy way for people to remember my instructions. I had the five P's and it was too much. So S-M-I-L-E. So S stands for where you start, okay. which we talked about. Okay. So you want to start on the inside of the lower front teeth. I got that much. I got Great. that. M is for movement. So I just talked about that. Two teeth at a time. Don't actually brush the teeth. The term brushing is a misnomer. It means mm. it's been misnamed. You don't want to scrub the teeth like you see in these TV commercials mm. or whatever TV show. I is for incline. Okay. Tilt the angles, the angle of the brush, not straight at the teeth 90 degrees, but angle it up into the gums for the upstairs teeth. 
and down into the gums for the downstairs teeth. So we're talking like 45 degree angle? 45 degrees. Okay, mm -hmm. okay. So we've got that. Against the long axis of the tooth. Um, L is for level. Keep the handle level or parallel to the row of teeth. Easy to do on the outside, but when people go to the inside, mm -hmm. they tend to angle the brush. Like I said, they point it into the floor of the mouth. Mm -hmm. I tell people down the middle, right down the middle of your face is called midline, okay. right under your nose. Mm -hmm. If you lay the handle of your brush on your lower center teeth below your nose, as you brush like the lower left or the lower right, that handle will be parallel to the row of teeth on the left or the right. Okay. So rest it like a violin bow across the strings hmm. and brush your teeth, either okay. lower or upper. So L is for level, and E is for ease up. So huh. when people brush, they tend to think they need to scrub the teeth. Okay, the plaque isn't going to come off with more pressure. It'll come off with more brush strokes, okay. a little more okay. time. So if you're pressing so hard that the brush blooms and pushes out so the bristle tips are arcing away from the teeth, that's not working for you. Okay. The long side of the bristle doesn't take the plaque off the teeth. The bristle tip takes the plaque off. Okay. So just enough pressure that the gums slightly blanch or turn a little bit white as you press on them, but the bristle tips are still contacting. So smile. Let me see if I've got this all down. Boy, that's a new acronym for me. So S is where you start. That's on the inside lower part of the T. Yes. The M is for, mm, I know the I is for incline, the L is for level, but what's the M? Movement. Movement. Okay, that's, and the movement is... Two teeth, just Two a teeth. little wiggle. Ah, okay. You, just okay. Wanna, you don't want to literally brush. You just want to kind of agitate or pivot or massage the gums. Some people call it massaging the gums. Okay. So the incline is at 45-degree angle. Mm -hmm. The level is uh, especially with the inner teeth, right? I yes. mean, it's true for all of them, but more yeah. parallel yes. right, to the gums. Mm -hmm. And then the E, help me with that one again. Is ease up. Oh, ease up. My wife would say that was a Freudian slip because she's... Especially after hearing your lecture, she was there too. She <laughs> says, I, I'm br you're brushing your teeth too vigorously. Um, <laughs> no one really does that, do they? Oh, yeah. I've seen teeth brushed in half. No way. No kidding. What do you yes. mean brushed in half? They have brushed right through the enamel to the nerve of the tooth. Really? They've sawn a groove right into their teeth, yes. Oh, wow. It was severe. Okay, okay. So we're, we're getting the message here. <laughs> When you talk about dental health and dental hygiene, you educate people to even things they're eating, right? Yes. The more phosphorus you have in your diet, the more tartar you're going to have on your teeth. Hmm. You see, things that have phosphorus in it, your body only needs a little bit of phosphorus. And it's going to expel all the extra. But because a phosphorus ion is, now there's a little chemistry, follow me, hang mm -hmm, in there. Mm -hmm is missing two electrons, it's going to go in search of something that has two extra electrons. And they marry each other. They hang out side by side. And they share these two electrons that spin around the two atoms. Okay, This molecule is called calcium phosphate. Mm. Your body cannot use calcium phosphate. And so it kicks it out in the form of tartar on the teeth or kidney stones. So people that have a high phosphorus diet are going to have more tartar on their teeth. I have seen this time and again. So high phosphorus diet, we're thinking meat, soft drinks, things like that? Yes, yes. 
Phosphorus is what the body, the muscles use to contract adenosine triphosphate. Did I say yeah. that right? That's very good. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so I remember learning this in grade ATP, school. Yep. ATP. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And so the muscle has a very high, three times as much phosphorus as calcium. So your body doesn't need all that. Mm-hmm. So I have couples that come in. He's a meat and potatoes guy, the husband, and the wife has a more plant-based diet. She's done in like 10 minutes, and he takes me a whole hour. Wow. Wow. Eating the same stuff except, no. except, no, it's not, it's not has, just that he's eating a lot of meat and she's. Yeah. They're, they're not eating the same stuff. She has almost no meat in her diet and he's just meat and potatoes. Okay. Well, I, I was thinking a lot of families, they tell me, yeah, I cook my vegetables and stuff, but then he's got his meat as well. But you're talking about just vastly different diets. Yeah. We want to talk more about diet. We want to talk more about dental health. We want to help people keep their teeth. But the clock is telling us we've got to give people a break here. Okay. Stay tuned. Dr. David DeRose with Linnell DeRue Marcos. A lot more to come. Stay tuned. American Indian and Alaska Native Living will continue in a moment. If you have questions or comments about today's pre-recorded broadcast, please contact us on the web at AIANL.org. Or call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. A message from the National Police Association. It used to be that any able-bodied person would offer to assist a police officer in danger. Now, passers-by are more likely to take a video. There's a better use for your phone when an officer's in trouble. Call 911. Tell the operator where you are and what you see. Then, start your video to provide evidence later. To learn more about how you can assist law enforcement, visit nationalpolice.org. That's nationalpolice.org. Unlike other health concerns, mental illness is not always easy to see. Depression won't show up on an eye chart, and you can't measure it on your bathroom scale. Sorting out a mental health concern is not something to attempt on your own. You won't find a bipolar disorder by looking at a thermometer. Like many other health conditions, help for mental illness takes professional diagnosis and treatment. Anxiety won't just go away under a stick-on bandage. So the sooner you seek treatment, the better. If you or a loved one has a mental health concern, don't go it alone. Find out what to do. For 24-hour free and confidential information and treatment referral, call 1-800-662-HELP. Learn more at samhsa.gov slash support. That's S-A-M-H-S-A dot gov slash support. Using meth taught me everything about freedom, only not like you think. It taught me how easy it is to lose your freedom. If you think meth is taking control of you, Ask for help. You have the power to be truly free. I know. I'm Jan, and I'm free from meth. If you or someone you know is struggling with meth, call 1-800-662-HELP for 24-hour free and confidential treatment referral. Learn more at samhsa.gov slash meth. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian and Alaska Native Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. 
That's 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. Welcome back to the second half of today's edition of American Indian and Alaska Native Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose. Linnell DeRue-Marcos is with me for the second half of the show as well, and it's good news because we are trying to save your teeth. Linnell, I don't know how many people I've dealt with over the years who have just terrible dental health. You know, as a physician, I do look in people's mouths. At least I have historically. Now I'm doing exclusively telemedicine, so I don't have that opportunity. But I would look in there and I'd be shocked. I mean, they weren't there for oral health, but oral health has an impact on cardiovascular disease and other things and increasing inflammation in the body. Linnell, if you could see her, she's just nodding her head up and down. Yes, yes, yes. We got to keep talking about this. You're telling us about this tartar. One of the enemies is phosphorus. We've made that connection in the previous segment. Uh, meat, high meat diets, which were really not a part of most indigenous uh, diets. I mean, there was wild game, of course, and fish and things, and most all the tribes that I deal with, but they were largely plant based. As I talk with people, look at research on their oral history. Now, we're on this meat-saturated diet, even more so people talking about these keto diets where they're avoiding the plant foods, and you're telling us you're seeing an impact on dental health. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about this, why you're concerned about it. Yeah, particularly for women. So Mm. in order to have the tartar form, I talked about how the phosphorus has to marry a calcium molecule. Well, in children... All of the bones are growing and generating calcium, Mm -hmm. okay? In adults, there's only three areas that produce calcium. These are areas of trauma. The jaw bones around the teeth, because as we chew, there's torque with the teeth moving. The spine and the head of the femur, Hmm. the hip. Mm -hmm. And when you have a lot of phosphorus... It will draw calcium from these areas that the body is trying to lay down to make those areas endure the trauma better, but the calcium is being sucked away from it, and so those areas become weaker. Hmm. And so we see recession around, generalized recession around the gums. The gums recede because the bone underneath is being sucked away, Okay, the calcium from there. Um, People get shorter as they get older. And people fall and break their hip. In some cases, the head of the femur snaps off and then they fall Mm. because it's become so porous. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So to have a high phosphorus diet means that it's going to impact these areas also. You'll have more recession because that's where it's taking the calcium from. So it takes it from the inside, marries it, and dumps it on the outside, making it irritated, making it worse, and exacerbating the problem. Now, you mentioned calcium phosphate, so it's not just the phosphorus, it's also calcium. How does that all fit into the equation? So phosphorus, like I said, um, excess phosphorus, your body needs to get rid of it. And in order to do that, it takes the calcium. If you don't have enough in your diet, which most people don't, Mm -hmm. it will take it from your bones. Okay, okay. So not a good situation for the bones, not a good situation for the teeth. You're educating people about these connections. 
But there's still a lot more to the equation, right, as far as keeping your teeth healthy over time than just these very practical things you've been giving us? Yes. So soda pop is like dynamite. I call it liquid dynamite. Wow. Because there's the carbonation, Mm -hmm. which affects the enamel. It weakens the enamel surface. And then, like you had mentioned, dark sodas have very high phosphorus. A lot of times I'll run into parents who are saying, telling me about a science project because they're at the dentist talking Uh, to me, right? uh A science project that they've helped their child with. They'll drop an extracted tooth that they got from a dentist somewhere Uh in a bottle of Coca-Cola. It completely dissolves the tooth. No way. Mm -hmm. And how much time? Uh, I'm not sure if it takes just a week or something. Really? Just a matter of days, yeah. And you're saying that's because of both the phosphoric acid and the carbonation? Yeah. In fact, I know people who use Coca-Cola to clean the battery, their battery terminals. Because hmm. the carbonation and the phosphoric acid <laughs> cleans them nice and shiny. Oh, my. <laughs> okay, so this is not sounding like it's really the best decision for our teeth. No. So kids that drink soda, I'll see more decay in them. Um, I can usually guess with like 90-some percent accuracy what is causing a person's decay in when I find cavities in their mouth. Um, certain ages, you know, children, of course, it would be sweets, mm-hmm. candies. Mm-hmm. But older people, they have very few joys left in life, and they will eat ice cream before they go to bed or uh. cereal. And so that pools around the gum line, I'll see. And they, their mouth is drier. As uh-huh. you get older, your mouth produces less saliva, saliva glands. And so I'll see gum line cavities with these kinds of sweets. Anything except water will contribute to decay Hmm. of your enamel. So I carry a little zipper pouch in my bag, and I have a folding toothbrush in there and one of those little small travel-sized tubes of toothpaste, Mm -hmm. and I'll brush my teeth when I'm not at home. I've never had a cavity. Really? Never? Never. And it's not just because the dentist looked the other way because he was your dad? No. Okay. (laughs) So let's talk about this because, you know, we're talking about brushing your teeth. You've talked about the proper technique. But as we're talking about some of these things that affect the enamel, I've heard different theories among people in the dental community. Some people are saying, well, you know, if you just had the soft drink or if you just had the acidic lemon or whatever... Don't brush your teeth because it's softened the enamel and that's bad. And other people say, no, the minute, soon as you finish eating, you should brush your teeth. Have you heard this dialogue? Yeah. So, and it's true. If you have something really acidic, mm-hmm. um, it's best to wait for okay. a little while because enamel is more susceptible to erosion mm-hmm. if you've had something really acidic. Uh, allow the protein pellicle, it's called a protein film, to reform uh, for like 30 minutes Okay. if you've had something really acidic. And so what would all be on that really acidic list? Citrus okay. and your soft drinks. Okay, okay. Especially dark drinks. Uh, I've also heard, you know, we recommend certain natural things for high blood pressure. One of them is hibiscus tea. I don't know if you... I've, some dentists have said that's very acidic. I don't know. Do you know anything about that? I don't know much about it. Okay. I have some. Okay. Normally, though, the rule of thumb is I finish eating, then I go brush my teeth. Is that what I should be doing? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, that's reassuring because that's what I try to do. (laughs) Okay. 
And I haven't quite mastered the technique because you, I've still got the full size toothbrush and the, <laughs> you know, full size toothpaste that goes with me. And that's why my uh, bag is falling apart because I put so much <laughs> stuff in there, not just the toothpaste and toothbrush. Okay. Linnell, what else should people throughout Indian country know when it comes to caring for their teeth? They want to save their teeth. They may have access to a dental plan. They'll pull their teeth. Like you've mentioned, a lot yeah. of people offer to do that. But let's say someone has a serious cavity. Maybe they're talking about a root canal, and someone says, well, we can just pull the tooth. Can you help us with, with that decision-making? Is it always better to save the tooth, or how do you weigh in on that one? Yeah, there was a, a movie made um, called The Root Cause, hmm. and it's very controversial within the dental community. Okay, okay. Okay, so there's varying uh, opinions on that. My dad, being a dentist was a bit of a, a pioneer in some respects. And he was telling me that when you do a root canal, the canal, human anatomy is not perfect. We're not made of Legos, mm -hmm. okay? So the, the hollow part of the tooth where the blood and the nerve supply is doesn't have perfectly straight walls. Mm. And dentists will, some of them use what are called hand files. It's a real tiny, almost like a corkscrew-shaped wire that they can go in there and they, they get the, the nerve and the little blood vessels out. But it's not going to perfectly clean the walls and all the bacteria off the walls of that canal, the tube part inside, mm -hmm. the hollow core. So he used an actual handpiece, like a long, skinny burr, and he would drill out the center of the tooth and, and he would ream it out so that there, the walls were perfectly smooth and take off take it out he had better success with doing root canals that way okay. i don't know of dentists that do that yeah i don't know all the techniques i don't know of either so i just don't know i've heard of people having problems after having a root canal done mm -hmm. root canals fail the tooth reinfects because inside of the tooth is like the uh, roots of a tree there's multiple little tiny teeny 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 microscopic vessels Blood vessels that go all out, you know, that's why your tooth has feeling. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sensitivity, there's not just one main, like, taproot of a tree. There's all kinds of little extra ones. And so I just don't know a lot because my specialty is cleaning the outside of the teeth to know a lot about doing root canals and whether they should keep the tooth or do root canals. Some dentists are really good at it, and they mm -hmm. have good success rate, and others not so much. Well, I hear a message coming through real clearly. So I thought your answer was brilliant because what you're saying is try to avoid ever even having to deal with that question, yeah. right? And that's what you've been doing, and you've succeeded for yourself. So you're not just saying, hey, I've, I've lost all my teeth, but now I'm going to tell people about something I read in a book. This yeah. is something not only do you have the head knowledge about it, you have the practical experience, and your teeth are a living testimony to the fact that this approach works, correct? Yes, yes. So you've got a website. I know we mentioned it earlier in the show, but tell us again about, well, first of all, what the website is and why anyone would want to go there. When I was in college, I learned that there were five diseases associated or five problems associated with uh, gum disease, mm -hmm. heart attack, stroke, diabetes, preterm babies, and low birth weight. Mm. They have found not just correlation, but absolute causative uh, association between gum disease and these five things. Wow. Um, 
many years ago, I had a, a rep come in the office, sales rep, and she had a sheet of paper from another office that had nine diseases associated, these mm. five plus four others. Mm -hmm. And I said, can I have a copy of that? And she said, no, the office asked me not to Xerox it because it's her own you know, her own work. Okay. So I said, okay. She said, but what I'll do is I'll handwrite it out for you. So <laughs> she wrote out all the okay. HTTP okay. double slash, you know, uh -huh. and I looked them up. Uh, a lot of them were on the NIH website. Okay. And I found over 30 diseases associated with gum disease. Wow. But there are not 30. There are 57. Wow. And I'm sure that number is going to go up in the future too, right? I, I don't know. But not as much because... Uh, well, I can't say I know why, but there's not as much research done on all of these diseases that they found associated. So they can't say it's causative, but they definitely see you. a correlation. I hear you. Uh -huh. One of the most fascinating studies that I read when I was doing this research was um, impotence or infertility and gum disease. Wow. Yeah, they did a deep cleaning on the two groups, and they found fertility rates just soared after they got a deep cleaning. This is crazy. Yeah, this is crazy. and impotence was solved too. Oh, we, we have to talk more about this. I know a lot of folks, no, really, I see a lot of patients with these concerns. Really? So, so we want to talk more about things, your oral health connections with your overall health, things you can do. And the brushforlife.com website yes. where you can get a lot of this great information. We just have to step away, but we've got one final segment coming up. You don't want to miss it. Dr. David DeRose, we're back with more right after these important announcements. Stay with us. Today's broadcast has been pre-recorded. However, if you have questions about today's show or would like further information, please call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. We'll be right back after this. If a natural disaster comes knocking, how prepared is your family? You can't just close the door on earthquakes, floods, or hurricanes and hope they go away. That's why it's important to make a plan now. Ready.gov slash plan has the tools and tips you need to prepare your family for an emergency. So if disaster shows up at your doorstep, you'll be ready. Visit ready.gov slash plan and make a plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. I'm just texting him back. I'm just posting a story. I'm just changing the song. I'm just... No. When it comes to distracted driving, just don't. Sending a text takes your eyes off the road for just five seconds, but in that time, your car can travel the length of an entire football field. Any distracted driving just isn't worth it. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. What is a number story? My number story started with fear and a lack of support, and it has led me to be there for others. A number story begins in our childhood with ACEs, adverse childhood experiences. My number story begins with the separation from my father and the emotional abandonment from my mother and leads to me being a role model to not only myself, but those around me by becoming the person that wasn't there for me. ACEs are so common, two-thirds of us have one. My number story begins with drug abuse and homelessness and leads to realizing that I can live life by my own standards. A study found the more ACEs, the more likely we may experience a host of serious health effects, physical and mental, but that doesn't need to be the case. Your ACE number is simply an entry point to your own story. 
Where it leads is up to you. My number story begins with years of emotional abuse and leads to peace, clarity, and security in my self-worth. Take control of where your number story leads at numberstory.org. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian and Alaska Native Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. Welcome back to our final segment of today's edition of American Indian and Alaska Native Living. Dr. David DeRose with Linnell Deru Marcos. She is someone who basically has lived dental health pretty much your entire life. Uh, I don't think she probably was actually delivered in a dental clinic, but it almost sounded like that. If you've been with us from the top of the hour, as a young child, she's working in her dad's dental office. She's getting trained. I mean, when most kids are saying, uh, I have no idea what I want to do when I grow up, you've already got your training and, you know, dental x-ray and, and all kinds of things, dental assisting. You go on to become a dental hygienist. And now you're educating people throughout the world how to keep their teeth. We were talking about this incredible association, and Linnell, you may realize that a book that I wrote fairly recently called The Methuselah Factor talks about the importance of circulatory health, and we actually have a chapter in that book that talks about dental health, because as we're looking at circulatory health, just like we've been talking about, you can't leave this out of the equation. So you started to make some of these connections. You learned initially five diseases. You found that list up to 57 diseases that are either directly connected to dental health or there's at least strong reason to believe there's a connection. So tell us what else is on this list and why we should be concerned about it. The one that really stands out is diabetes. Mm. I had been taking care of my mother and she was on hospice. Mm. So a nurse would come in every other day or something, fairly often, and she came in one day. I had gotten these new postcard size business cards okay. for Brush for Life. Okay. And I had proudly shown my mom this and had it sitting on her stand next to the bed. The lady comes in and she points at it and she says, what's that? Now, this lady was a very bubbly personality. Mm-hmm. She's always happy and smiling. And so she's happy. And, what's that? And I said, oh, it's my new card. And she said, what's it about? And I said, the mouth-body connection, how the oral health affects your overall health. And she got really serious. Her smile disappeared, Hmm. very somber, and she said, that's really important. Then she told me a story. She said, my mother had sepsis, had a blood infection, and she was diabetic and very sick, and they could not figure out where this infection was coming from. And she got worse and worse. By the time they figured out that it was her gums, it was her teeth, it was too late. Wow. She died two days later. Wow. From gum disease. Isn't that incredible? I mean, people don't usually have that on the equation, right? Maybe I'm going to lose my teeth. I don't like the dentist. I've heard that one many times. But, uh, wow. So it can be actually a life or death matter. Yeah, because it infects... If you have an infection anywhere in your body, the blood that's trying to heal that, sending in white blood cells to, you know, clear it up, is circulating through your whole body. Mm -hmm. 
in mm-hmm. seconds. You know, it, it's everywhere. So if you have a chronic infection around your teeth of gum disease, it's affecting your heart and your head and your skin and your joints and your lungs and your kidney and your pancreas. And there are over eight disease, eight cancers associated with gum disease. Eight cancers? Over eight. And we're not just talking oral cancers. No, we're talking um, blood cancer, uh, kidney cancer, pancreatic cancer, lung cancer. Um, what were some of the other ones? Wow. Breast cancer. Really? Yeah. So, this so is I have stuff. a website called loveyourmouth.org. Okay, I'm writing this down. So I got the first website. That's brushforlife.com. And this is Love Your Love Mouth. Your mouth. Dot O-R-G. Okay, L O V E Y O U R. Mouth. Mouth. M O U T H dot O R G. Dot yeah. O R G. Okay. The calm was taken. And, and what am I going to do if I go there? What am I going to so, find at loveyourmouth.org? I made a poster for health professionals. Um, it's large so that they can put that on the wall in their room or whatever, mm-hmm. or waiting room. But there's also one that is horizontal that's a little smaller, and it has the poster of the body with the many of the diseases, not all 57, mm-hmm. but the diseases surrounding it on one side. And, the, um, and then on the other side, it has the oral hygiene instructions, the smile system for brushing, okay. and the GPS for flossing, which we didn't have time to go okay, over. Okay, GPS, that is interesting. You're saying... I can I can learn all about that if I go to either of the websites. You have that on Brush for Life as yes. well. Yes. Okay. And then on the also on the Love Your Mouth, I have a five by seven inch vinyl mirror cling. Hmm. So you've seen these decorative uh, stickers that are, they don't have adhesive on them, but they stick on glass. Right, right, right. For Christmas and Halloween and whatever. So I made one that's rectangular shaped, and it has the brushing instructions and the flossing oh, instructions, nice, nice. and then a QR code, so it can take you to the videos. Oh, so you have videos that go along with all this? Yes, there's about a two-minute video. So my website, Brush for Life, has the mouth-body connection uh, discussed on the homepage, and mm-hmm. as you scroll down at the bottom is a short video that introduces you to the next subject and a button that takes you to the next page. So the website is more or less linear. Uh As you go through the page all the way down to the bottom, there's a button that takes you to the next page, etc. So you don't have to search for things. Wonderful. You end up on the FAQ page, Uh and that has the most frequently asked questions that I'm asked when I'm in the dental office. So the subject's cover mouthwash, toothpaste, mm. toothbrushes, floss. What about water picks? I have a you know, irrigators. Oh, okay. I have a page for okay. that uh-huh. and it discusses each of them. So you mentioned mouthwashes. You know, I've heard different things over the years. Um, what kind of advice do you give a typical patient about mouthwash? So mouthwash will kill the bacteria on the top layer of the of the bacteria. Uh, of the plaque, but it doesn't kill the bacteria underneath it. So you'll mask mouth odor temporarily, mm-hmm. but it doesn't cure it. The okay. best thing to do is remove the bacteria that's causing the odor. And what's the odor come from? Dying tissue. Mm. 
the bacteria, you know, I talked about the turtleneck right, right, and the right. little ulcers that are forming uh-huh. and how it, it tunnels its way down the side of the tooth, mm-hmm. destroys the periodontal ligament. It's killing that tissue. And so if it smells like an animal's crawled in your mouth and died, that's because you've got lots of tiny, tiny little animals that are dying. Okay. So bad breath is because of either a combination of gum disease or necrotizing tissue. Dying tissue. Dying huh? tissue. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I've noticed that over the years. You know, someone will open their mouth in my my office, and you just know they have dental disease because yeah. of that odor that's coming from their mouth. One other question. You've got these resources. You've got all these great stuff. And thank you, by the way, since I know we're on audio, so no one can see this, but I've seen those illustrations. You've showed them on your website. Uh, reasonably priced. I mean, you've had them professionally produced. So, uh, you know, if someone wants those for their practice or if they just want it for their own home, put it on their, their mirror uh, where they're brushing their teeth, you've got those. But you've got all these free resources. So brushforlife.com. That's got all the, the free things, the free videos, all this uh, educational material. If I go to loveyourmouth.org, that's more, especially I imagine a lot of professionals, dental professionals, medical professionals go there and get these very useful educational resources you put together. Yeah, I don't actively market them. Okay. I've had people buy them, and I'm, I ask them, I write, send them an email, how did you find this? Because uh-huh. I'm not doing keyword um, optimization or anything. Right, I'm right, not even right. trying. And they do. They search the Internet for these okay. keywords, and I don't know how they find it, but they find it. So I don't sell very many of them. I made it mostly for myself, uh-huh. and then I had passed it by mm-hmm. people in my hygiene Facebook groups, and they're like, oh, I want one. Mm-hmm. So that's how come I made it for sale. And the mirror cling is really for the general public. It's okay. the one that's the most helpful because you can put it on the mirror, and uh, since we tend to forget, uh-huh. um, it helps to remind people what they need to do for the brushing and the flossing. And then with a the little um, QR code, they can scan it, and it will take them to that page of the website for the videos. Very good. Linnell, our time has just about slipped away. I know folks who have been with us from the beginning of the hour, hopefully they've gotten the message that, Oral health, really important, simple things they can do, maybe some things they've been making mistakes with that they can improve on. Any final words of encouragement for our listeners today? Um, yes. It's not how hard you brush. It's how um, how well you brush. So you mm. want to brush smarter, not harder. Mm-hmm. And about 40% of the tooth surface is not cleaned with the toothbrush. Oh. So you want to be sure and you use dental floss. Mm-hmm. So go to the Brush for Life site. And uh, click on the GPS for flossing, and I've got instructions there. It's a lot easier to see it in a video than trying to describe it on the air. (laughs) Makes sense. Thank you so much, Linnell. And thank you, each one of you who've tuned in today to today's broadcast. You've been listening to American Indian and Alaska Native Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose, as always, wishing you the very best of health. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.